The views and opinions expressed by the hosts do not state or reflect those of the company and its management. Any assumptions, views, and insinuations made by the hosts or guests do not reflect those of the show, the management, and the network. Listener discretion is advised. Warning. This podcast contains spoilers. The next program is localities. So, mga lugar-lugar, kumbaga. Ang pinaka-napanood natin dito ay ito, Walang Rape sa Bontok, and directed by Mark Lesnar Valle and Carla Pulido Campo. They were also involved in the making of another well-regarded film, Cinemalaya 2020 Best Film, Tokwifi, no? Q-Cinema din yun, di ba? Yes, Q-Cinema. Yeah, award din sila sa Q-Cinema, eh. Yeah. They've received the award from that also. Yes. So this is a GMA Network production made in 2014. So it's told from their two female filmmakers. They're both victims of sexual abuse. They're looking for a place na parang na-entice, kumbaga sila sa idea na there's a place here na walang concept ng rape. So yung mga bontok. And then parang hinimay-himay nila yung bakit ganito? Bakit ganito yung kanilang kultura? Inexplore nila yung abuse as a Western or a colonial concept na parang pwede mag-seep in to cultures that don't have that concept. Yung parang pagka-patriarchal niya or is it something else? Inexplore nila kung saan, hindi lang bakit walang rape. Inexplore nila yung the concept of rape as it exists in some societies but apparently not in others. So, have we all watched Walang Rape sa Bontok? Yes. Yes. So, your thoughts, mm, Princess. Yes. What are your thoughts about this film? Ah, uh, ayun. Very interesting kasi mas nauna ko napanood yung Tokwi Feeling this one. And good choice na napanood ko siya, I think, in that kind of order. Kasi I had no idea who Carla Polido Campo was. Ayun. Very compelling yung the kind of filmmaking that they did for this. So, I guess, sa mga documentaries, ito yung klase ng documentary that's out to search for an answer it, as opposed to just telling us what's happening. Diba? May mga ganun kasi. So, I mean, midway throughout the film, mapapaisip ka na what if wala silang mahanap na exact na answer na wala pa rape sa bontok. Although, I guess may parts sa film that discusses na nagkaroon na ng rape sa bontok. Pero, yung na-seed nila dun sa film was to highlight na it's not an intent that we grew up on or as a culture. Pero, the term rape or the way that rape is actually positioned in our society is because of colonialism, pag-change ng traditions, pagkaluma ng mga built-in na traditions ng tribes, and yun. So, basically, it's all external factors, which was very interesting for a kind of documentary na hindi mo maisip na, oh nga, no, meron kayang ganyang klaseng society, and does it actually exist in our society? Ayun. So, yun lang po. <laughs> Tapos na. Kasi meron pa yun. How about Ah, uh, Eugene. Napanood mo tong walang rin siya mo. What did you think about? Okay, so Adley, hindi ko siya napanood ng buo. But, okay. um, ano na lang, um, just to add, parang trivia na lang din, no? Ang walang rape sa Bontok was part of 2014 si Totoo, no, Brian? In, uh, yes. Uh, documentary uh, festival uh, ng GMA. 
and during 2015 it was awarded best documentary of Gawad Urian as far as I recall. Nice. So, I'm not really sure kung nakuwari siya ng award yata outside of the country or na-screen siya outside of the country. Para basta may galun siyang pangyayari. So, yeah, I think may international screenings na ito. Pero I'm not sure. Uh, Brian, ikaw, uh, what did you think? Uh, actually, nasabi ni Princess yung, <laughs> yung point na gusto kong sabihin doon. Tama sinabi ni Princess eh, na itong film na to nakatulong para mag-spark ng conversation. Na mm. i-remind yung public na meron ganitong klaseng uh, community at kaya mag-exist ng ganitong klaseng community. Na for me, yun din yata yung uh, point din na gusto kong erase ni Carla Hindi ko alam kung, ta- kung dapat ko mong sabihin dito. Pero parang sinasabi naman sa mga talk niya na naging victima rin siya ng abuse. So, so sa TEDx, alam ko na, nakita ko rin yun. Sa pinamit niya yung school ngayon para i-convey yung very important issue sa Pilipinas. Regarding this kind of, ang ganda pangyayari. For me, effective yung ginawa nila Carla and uh, Markless. Yun. Interesting talaga na within sa Bontok Society, Yung the very idea na rape is sobrang alien sa kanila. Hindi nila maisip na magagawa yun. Parang sobrang sahon. Tapos, it went beyond that din kasi. It also discussed yung paano sila deal with each other, paano yung roles ng males and females sa society. So, yung mga babae na nagtatanim, lalaki are huging conflicts. Hindi naman siya quote-unquote utopia. Parang nakikipag-gera pa rin sila with other tribes, ganyan yung mga problema, pero yun pa rin. Parang they're far from siguro yung usual western depictions of yung mga katutubo na, ay, itong yes. mga to, very primitive, ganyan. Uh-uh. And, yeah, and that messaging is also seen sa Tokwifi, eh. Parang iba, a- ang daming pwedeng maituro sa atin ng ating uh-uh. mga katutubong mga kapatid na makakabuti sa atin as a society if we only listen. Tapos, it's good na indigenous filmmakers and filmmakers like Carla and Mark Lester that um, engage with yung mga indigenous peoples na sa Pilipinas na to give them voices, you know, para to give uh-huh. them ways to tell their story. Anyway, uh-huh. so, yung sa title, no? para ma-ano ka kagad. Madudrawin kayo. Diba? Nagkakapuad lang, may ganun nga siyang factor. Ay, ano, mabanggit ko lang, kasi sa amin, sa katutubo namin, wala kaming concept din ng rape, pero may concept yeah. of incest. Hindi siya learned as, or hindi siya termed as incest. Pero naalala kasi dun sa walang rape sa bontok, parang bawal magkatabi yung mga magkakapatid na babae tsaka lalaki, ganyan. Pero sa amin, ay, ano pala Brian, I'm a full-blooded IT. <laughs> Kaya may mga ganun ng comments. Sa ano, sa... Sa ano, blaan ako. Sa ah, blaan. Mindanao. Yes. So, my dad is a tribal leader. Tapos, he wrote ah, a book on nice. us. Ayun. So, kung gusto niyong basahin, sabihin niyo lang. So, naalala ko kasi yung part na yun na parang yung mga magkakapatid na babae at lalaki, hindi sila sabay matulog or magkatabi matulog. Sa amin, may parang concept of incest, pero more on sa ano siya, sa power, parang pag-retain ng power sa isang group. So, for example, yung parents ko, second degree cousin sila. Para re- hindi siya yung madungisan daw, quote-unquote, ng other bloods, parang ganun. Kaya interesting for me na, wow, okay, sa kanila ganun yung culture nila before na nagkaroon ng westernized na kultura. 
Yon, any more thoughts on walang rape sa Bontok before we go to our, actually our last film in the initial line of films? Lana po. Kaya na po yan. Kaya, ikaw? Any, any ah, I'm good. Okay, okay. Na so, ito, mag- magpamonolog <laughs> ako kasi ako lang nakapagod. The last, <laughs> the last batch of films, eh, that are the last theme, is future. So, ganito tayo ngayon, parang sila bukas. So, in terms of documentaries, no, there are a lot of avenues that you can explore na hindi lang siya bound to what we're used to with documentary we're talking kids okay, ganyan can be a lot of things kasi the term documentary it's not limited to one thing it's medyo nebulous yung term if you look at it what really constitutes a documentary uh, lalo na siguro dun sa may lineup dati ang Cinema One Originals no yung lineup nila Piding Paper Power Bombshell yan, yung, yung, yung mga films na yan, they parang push the limits of what a documentary can be like. And of course, last year's For My Alien Friend, which we talked about before. Pero in this case, I'd like to talk about one of the films in this category called Beast Mode, The Social Experiment by Manuel Messina III. No? It was released in 2018 and it chronicled yung very public na quote-unquote away ni Kiko Matos at saka ni Baron Geisler na akala nating lahat na totoo. It was even featured in mainstream media. And yun pala, it was a page na altercation that originally would have led to parang protest or awareness art regarding fighting for lumads. Parang yun yung yun dapat ending. Sa UP lang sila yung final na away nila tapos ipapakita na fake pala yun. Pero it morphed into something else. And uh, ang interesting niya kasi para siyang ano, nag-mutate yung kwento in the middle na tipong the, the creators of the art lost control of their art kasi biglang naging MMA na siya. Tapos, pagka-frame sa kanya ngayon, it's a commentary on how we are swayed or how we are nalilin lang tayo by violence. Kung paano tayo gusto natin na makakita ng away. Kumbaga. And also how fascist regimes can use violence to control us. But I also view it as how information can be manipulated easily. How art can be appropriated by someone else for their own means. Pwede siyang i-commodify. Nga, nagbentahan ng tickets for the MMA fight na hindi naman original intention ng artist. Tapos nakiride si Baron tsaka si Kiko Matos. Sinabi sa kanila, huwag kayong umano sa mga MMA people. Pero sige, laban tayo. Ganon eh. Naglaban nga sila. Para siyang ano eh, interesting yung pagka how they were trying to wrap this pag-change ng narrative. Para siyang yung sa Borat 2, kung napanood niya na yung Borat 2, kasi ba diba, it would have been a normal joke lang about how para-para Borat na nang, nang gagago ng mga kusino-sino. Tapos the COVID pandemic hit and then they rewrote the story to accommodate the change. So parang ganito din, no? There are things outside a documentarian's control, pero he or she has to adapt to it para makakreate ng sarili niyang story. Because, you know, documentarians are storytellers. Wala lang, ang galing lang. And yung paggamit ng narrative, eh, paggamit ng kwento for your own means, ay relevant pa rin hanggang ngayon. Kasi ang daming fake news dyan na tipong they are appropriating stories, they are appropriating images, they are appropriating events, and then creating their own narratives. Tapos, especially if those narratives are very violent, if those narratives incite violent reactions from us, 
yun yung nagta-turn up ng engagement. So, we tend to engage with things that make us angry. And although that can be used as a good thing, kasi tingnan mo nga, ang daming films dito sa festival nito, nagagalit tayo kasi we feel when people are oppressed or when we feel it when people are not treated right by our fellow man, it can also be used for bad things. In this case na kung ikaw ay turingin na masama ng gobyerno, kalaban ka na. So, people can turn narratives against you. Kung gaya ng, for example, yung nangyari kay Dilima, or to set an example, parang inakusahan siya kasi tumututol siya, so pinakulong siya. Kahit na yung ebidensya, as it turns out ngayon, parang wala lang. Diba? So, yung mga ganun, mga ganun klaseng bagay, yung manipulation of violence and narrative. Very interesting documentary. Tsaka is fun, kasi parang you see a different angle of something that you thought was real. No, at the time, akala ko totoo to eh. Na, nakatandaan nyo ba to nung nag-aaway sila, di ba? Para naghagisan pa yata ng ihi yung dalawa or something. Yes. <laughs> Grabe yan eh. Pag-ibiti lang pala. Siyempre, dito pumasok yung meme culture. Meme culture is something that has only sprouted up siguro in the past, siguro 10 to 15 years, no? Pero it's very well woven into this narrative. Hango nga dun sa ano, the, the theme of this last program, Future, in a world na magkakaroon ka ng misinformation. The evolution of films such as, for example, F. Fake ni Orson Welles, no? Na how can you manipulate a story for your own means? So, yun lang. Nagustahan ko siya. Um, I really enjoyed this film. Uh, sana mapanood nyo in the future. Sana ipalabas siya ulit. So, I guess, bonus round tayo ngayon. We're gonna talk about three films that from the festival that we want to talk about a little. Uh, the first one was already featured in Q Cinema, pero we want to talk about it a little more here. It's A is for Agustin. The titular character here is a man who wants to learn how to read. And he goes back to school to try to do it. Pero ang daming problems in the way. Directed by Grace Simbulan from last year. So your thoughts, guys, on Ace for Agustin? Ayun. Well, it's a really powerful documentary. A look on the educational system here and the poverty that, you know, our fellow Filipinos are experiencing. I guess kahit hindi man siya sa administrasyon ito or kahit sa previous or kumbaga rurok siya ng sistema, Kasi onset pa lang nung documentary ni Grace, simbulan, pinapakita na, spoiler alert, dinadaya pala siya ng employer niya. So, yung occupation nila ng asawa niya is naghahakot sila or nag-ano sila ng coal, charcoal, or ng uling. So, nagbabalot sila ng uling. And hindi man natin alam yun, it's a really tough job kasi nai-inhale mo siya, tapos at the same time, mabigat siya, marami kang kailangan itak, ganyan. Tapos yun, dinadugas pala siya. Doon nag-spark yung interest ni Agustin na mag-aral kasi na-feel niya na matagal na siyang dinadugas ng boss niya kasi hindi niya alam kung yung pera ba minibigay sa kanya is 100 pesos or 200 pesos lang or you know what not. Apparently, towards the end, feeling mo, gusto mo siyang mailagay. Ako, yung naramdaman ko sa kanya, gusto siyang ilagay sa rom-com or sa, sa k-drama na everything is gonna be alright towards the end. Pero, Hindi naman ganun lagi ang case. Ito yung klase ng documentary na he, Grace is searching for answers on his behalf. And, you know, Augustine is also looking at his life in a different way. Na, unfortunately, ayaw man niya na siya'y mapunta sa spotlight ng broken system. Pero it, it's a really powerful telling of a film on critical decisions in life. So, it's, it's really good. Ayan. Alam mo ba yung... 
Okay. Alam mo ba, princess, yung nangyari kay Agustin after the film? Hindi. Hmm. Parang ang nakita ko lang dun sa film, nag-aral ulit siya, di ba? Nag-aral ulit siya, pero he had to stop then. Ah, oo. Actually, ano nangyari? So, nag-stop siya? Nag-stop siya, pero parang, I think, naging involved siya with either an organization or in the community. Actually, nandun siya sa screen na pinanood ko eh. Nandun si Agustin. Mm, Saka si Grace Simbol. Oh, wow. Ay, hindi si Grace Simbol. Ang cute! Of ko dati. Ito nung ano, nalima last year? Yung cinema last year? Mm. Oh. Nandun yung nanay niya na prof ko and nandun si Agustin. Uh-oh. And his mga kamay. Wow! Oh. Ang cute. So ano nang, nag-aral pa rin siya? Tapos na-involve siya sa isang organization? Nag-aral siya what? pero yun nga, he had to stop for something. Kasi may, baka hindi na niya kaya. Mm. Tapos, parang mm-hmm. involved siya with some sort of organization. Pero hindi ko na matandaan. Tapos tagal na kasi yun. Anong organization to? Maganda ba siya? Or pangit? Or... Maganda siguro ang organization. Hindi naman siguro. Okay, kala ko. <laughs> Sobrang, na ano talaga ako, na gusto ko may mangyari sa kanyang maganda. Kasi, grabe, parang masipag naman siya, ganyan. Tapos, ang galing din ni Grace, saka yung DOP niya. Kasi, kung naalala niyo, may part dun sa film na tinatanong siya kung bakit siya late, bakit ganito, ganyan, ganyan, bawal na yan, ganyan, ganyan. Alam mo yun, kung sila yung klase ng documentary filmmaker na they have to script, yung para may script, ganyan. Hindi, talaga hinayaan lang nila na nangyayari yung bagay-bagay. Tapos makikita mo si Agustin na parang gusto niya i-explain yung sarili niya. Kaya lang alam niya tama kasi yung teacher. Alam mo yun, parang, mam naman, huwag mo naman ganyan si Agustin. <laughs> gusto kong lumapit. Mam naman, tama na, huwag mo naman ganyan. Nag-work kasi sa kahapon. <laughs> Kailangan niyang pumasok sa work kasi wala silang kakainin. <laughs> yung ganun, ayun. Uh, ayun, ano na, ano, how do you guys think? Ikaw, Jim, have you seen, nakita mo to, di ba? Yes, sa uh, cinema. Your thoughts on... Naalala ko to kasi ito yung documentary na napanood ko aside from Kabul City in the Wind last year sa cinema. And itong Ace for Agustin, surprisingly, maraming nanood. Hindi lang mga senior citizens, kundi mga, I believe, mga students. Yung kasabay kong nanood nito. And for me, nakakaiyak siya. It's ano, so heart-wrenching. Kasi ano eh, you want something good na may mangyari, di ba, kay Agustin. And aside from that, yung parang nakikita kong another obstacle or challenge no kay Agustin kasi matanda na siya, di ba? Kasi nandun yung part na kapag matanda na nakakahiya ng makipagsabay, di ba, with elementary students, di ba? Although nakikita natin yung ano niya, dedication or I think the eagerness. However, napipigilan siya because of their situation, di ba, yung poverty. And ang nakakalungkot doon kasi dahil nga doon sa hindi pa siya ganong karunong magsulat, magbasa, naaabuso sila, di ba? Yun yung sad na part, di ba? Na ganito may nangyayari pa rin ganito, di ba? When everyone is screaming or shouting for equality, hindi pa rin talaga naaalis yung inequality, di ba? Ayun. Uh, Brian, napanood mo yung A's for Agustin? Yes, napanood ko siya. What are your thoughts on it? Actually, nakakwento ako si Grace about this kind of thing. Parang sinasabi niya, di ba lang mapagano ako ng Grace Eva. Parang 3 to 5 years siyang ginawa yung film. Tapos, medyo may mga ano lang siyang kwento about na saan nga nagpapanood pa siya na mas mahaba and maraming tao pero dahil sa limited data yung time. For me, um, ako kasi I always love following stories empowering your subject. So kasi parang yung motivation ni Grace is empower yung character niya. May sad reality lang talaga. Mas kailangan yung e-face. And for me, 
na-awa pa rin ako sa ganyan sitwasyon sa mga kababayan natin na kasi alam mo, may kita mo yung totoong kwento ng bansa sa mga taong, hindi, hindi yung malalaking tao, hindi yung mga sa small communities, tama. Small communities. So, nakikita mo dito ang kwento ng Pilipinas. Kasi mm-hmm. sa mga mm-hmm. small communities. For me, sa study reality pa rin. At tama yung, I mean, worth it yung investment ni Grace to film this for 55 years. Magandang motivation yan sa documentary. Mm-hmm. Tama. Ay, ang kasabay pala nito, guys, last year is Spring by the Sea. Yung pala. Tatlo sila na pinature ng magkakasabay kasama ng my, for my alien. Ah, yung malaking ano, yung malaking pamilya na nasa abroad. Sa Saudi Arabia. Ah, nasa Saudi. Yeah, si Alea Garcia. Yes. If one, <laughs> uh, Gawad si City, second place. Magkano ka magkakas kami. Pero short version lang yata yung pinalabas na book. Oo. So, dinidelop niya for full length yata. Hindi ko alam kung nakakuha siya ng funding from Q.C. Nima. Yes, nakakuha siya. 500,000. So, mapanood yun. Wala na akong kapit. Internet, alam niyo, sa lahat, sa tatlong to. Conflict schedule ko eh. Alam niyo ba, it's hard to go to Saudi. Sa tatlong to, ito yung si Spring by the Sea ang hindi masyadong nag-umikot, ganyan. Ang daming documentary filmmakers. Siyempre, maraming Pilipinas sa Saudi. Maraming gusto mag-document. But it's hard to, I mean, it's hard to film in Saudi. Parang hirap palang pumunta doon. Ang daming mga challenges. But I think that's also an important thing. Hindi na karap na ako na sa copy. I hope, alay, hindi ba sa copy? Ayan naman, alay First name basis lang. Baka naman. Baka naman. Correct. Ayun, nag-agree ako dun sa'yo, Jim. Ano pala, yung part na naiyak-iniyak ako ng bongga was yung nag-away sila mag-asawa sa is for Augustine. Yung nag-pan out, tapos hindi na nila sinute na part. Parang gusto sanang sabihin ng asawa na, tigilin mo na yung pangarap mo. Parang ganun na yung sinabi tas parang kailangan ko mag-aaral kasi nga gusto ko maganto ganyan eh kailangan din nila mag-work mm-hmm. and ayaw mo namang magalit dun sa asawa niya pero kasi tama rin naman siya pero di ba way to go supportive wife parang <laughs> ganun so yun yun lang ayun so let's move on to the next film the next film is from the taboo section no it's a 1983 film by Nick Diocampo part of his Ang Lunsod ng Tao ay nasa Puso Trilogy. The title of this film is Oliver. It follows a female impersonator trying to support his family by performing in the gay bars in Manila. And this was set during the Marcos dictatorship. 1983, di ba? Just before, siguro around the time na ni-resend niya yung martial law. Pero yon. Parang structure, it's very similar to a lot of films na tipong you're engaging in all of these acts, pero what you are trying to do is still supporting your family. And may interesting cast of characters siya, you know, very colorful. Nandun yung Lola na very supportive sa kanyang apo. Ayun yung mga, mga, mga bata na inaalagaan niya. And of, of course, there's the impersonator himself who does all sorts of things uh, in my performances niya to entertain the audience. So, uh, Jim, would you talk a bit about Oliver and what you thought about it? Uh, ako for, uh, for me, uh, ang word ko dito na bago ko describe ko siya, sui generis siya sa ka-groundbreaking. Kasi during its era, actually, di tayo masyadong aware, iba sa, sa generation natin, nung mga 80s, about documentaries. Mostly mga about Marcos, diba? Aquino, yun na yun eh, doon na siya ikot. Pero with Oliver, I believe na una to with Paris is Burning, diba? Yung parang depicting or pinapakita yung 
lifestyle ng mga LGBT. So, ang maganda with Oliver, kasi ako hindi ko lang nakikita yung documentary, but kumbaga yung gusto na i-educate sa atin ni Sir Nicky Ocampo. Ganun. So, ang maganda dito with Oliver, nakita rin naman natin dito na meron pa rin discrimination with, with gays during that time. Ang ano lang natin dito sa kanya was that ito niya pa rin ni Oliver na tanggapin siya ng society. Kaya ang nangyari, if I recall correctly, nagkaanak siya, may nabuntis siyang babae. So, nandun pa rin yung part na kailangan pag lalaki, meron pa rin family, meron pa rin anak. Parang nandun pa rin yung part na patriarchal siya. And at the same time, siya rin kasi yung nag-aalaga dun sa lola niya. And mga pamangkin niya, o oh, ang dami niyang inaalaga. <laughs> ang dami niyang ano, tawag dito, inaampon. Ganun yung nangyari sa kanya, di ba? And ang representation kasi ni Oliver, hindi lang niya nare-represent yung ano, gay community. Nare-represent niya yung Filipino striving hard to have a better life. Ganun. At ang pinaka, for me, highlight or striking image ng film ay yung Spider-Man. Ano nangyari yun? Yung parang may tali, biglang, <laughs> ano, <laughs> hindi mo ma-explain. Ano? Diba? Na parang ini-explain niya nga, diba, in the documentary na, pinupuntahan pa daw nila Lino Broca during that time. Siyempre, during that time, boy, pa si Lino Broca, that's it. So, parang may dinadala pa daw ng mga foreigner. They are very um, interested in watching that show. Kasi akala natin, lagi impersonate lang siya ng mga performances nila Liza Minnelli in Cabaret, di ba? Ano pala, may iba pang show, di ba? Na parang, huh? di ba? Akala mo, akala ko macho dancing yung pala. Ano nangyari yun? Di ba? Parang doon mo makikita na yung Filipino, they're doing creative way to survive kahit na risky and at the same time, no, malagay sa peligro na talaga yung buhay nila, basta lang talaga kumita. Ayun, yun lang yung masasabi ko with Andy Oliver. Ayun. Any other thoughts from anyone else who's seen the film? Agree naman ako with earlier points. Yeah, agree din ako kay G. Pag gusto mo rin stressed out dito, yung parang kung kailan siya pinyon, parang panahon ng Marcos Iro ko eh, na puro kasi nung alinya na sinasabi uh, umasensya ang Pilipinas, maganda ang Pilipinas. Pero sa film nito ni Sir Nick, yun na pakita nyo na hindi, hindi siya ganun. Kaya for me, nandiyan pa rin yung value and importance ng film. Kaya yun, when it talks about sexuality, ayun, yun yung nagustuhan ko dun sa film ni Sir Nick. Tinasabi niya yung parang Spider-Man, sabi ni Sir Nick, ano, parang it reflects the Philippine society na kawing-kawing, magulo, parang yun yung explanation niya nang narinig ko yung oh. kwento niya about it. Ito yung parang subtext ng film. Kaya niya, marami siyang, di ba, video, marami siyang footage niya, di ba? Oo. Oh, oh. Magawa siya, parang yun ang symbolism niya, according to Sir Nick. Mm. <laughs> yun lang, naalala ko sinabi niya, yung narinig niya, yung talk niya about it. Okay na, no? So, the last film is from the locality section. It's a 2019 film by uh, Jay Rosas and Mark Limbaga. It was also featured in the Binisaya Film Festival, and it will be featured, it, it is being featured in the ongoing uh, Pista ng Pilipulang Pilipino. It's oh. Budots the Craze. It's about the Budots. You know, it's a it's a dance <laughs> craze sweeping the nation. It might <laughs> it might even have propelled one of our senators power. Yes. <laughs> unfortunately. Oh my god. Unfortunately. <laughs> yes, unfortunately. <laughs> I guess Brian, could you tell us a bit about <laughs> Budots the Craze? Go Brian. So brang gusto kong gusto gusto ko tong film na to. Short lang yata to, eh. like 23 minutes. Ah, uh, 20. Yeah, 23 minutes. Yes. Uh, mm. na film. 
alam niyo ba, dalang best ko sa pinanood. Next song five, nag-enjoy ako panoorin siya. Hindi ko napanood lahat, pero itong film na to, very light siya sa line-up. Parang hindi isa ba siyang light story dun sa line-up? Na, mess, eh, mess. Mess, 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 about music and light. Kaya, kaya sabi ko iba yung iba tong in-offer ng gang dokyo. At hindi ko alam na mayroon palang ganitong documentary. At hindi ko niya alam yung, <laughs> di ko niya alam yung katang budot. So, dito ako naliwanagan. Naliwanagan. Dito ako naliwanagan. Ang gusto ko dito kung yung underlying uh, text ng silikula. Mm. Alam mo yung parang ini-enjoy ka niya, pero may iniwan siya sa'yo eh. Yung parang... Mm. Parang sinasabi niya, it talks about the uh, Mindanao. Correct me if I'm wrong, Pichas, about the Muslim identity ba? Or the Mindanao identity? Kung paano yung movement, mm. movement of the hands, na kinakwento yes. ng filmmaker, na parang, oh nga no, parang, okay, so nag-guess ko yung point. I mean, hindi mo sa akin ganung ano eh. May ganung uh, information or reality. And then the second one, ang naka- naiwan niya sa akin dito yung um, uh, sub-text uh, is, ay Manila-centric ng mga Pilipino. Kasi sinawa ko dun sa, ano, sa creator ng kanta. Pero sa pinapaalam ng mga... Wala siyang royalties. Wala siyang royalties. Wala siyang pinakausap siya. Ay, grabe. Hindi nagpapaalam sa kanya. Hindi nagpapaalam siya. Parang pinakita rito yung disparity ng mga na hindi ka nakatira sa Manila. Okay lang ba dito namin ito? Kasi may gawin ako feeling nga. Kasi beside like, yung pagiging Manila-centric ng mga Pilipino. Tama. Uh, for me, oh ano, bakit nga ba gano'n? Na, tapos, <laughs> may macro perspective siya na this is not about Mindanao. It talks about the Philippine president of and coming from this region na talks about the identity of the Mindanao. And then the next, parang our president is about from this region and the identity of this president. May malakas yung perspective eh. Nakakala mo lang, pinapasaya ka lang niya, pinapakantakanta lang. Akala niyo kanta lang kung misi nito. Pero, no, it's not. May malagi. May malagi uh-uh. siya narinig. Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> so, sabi ko, this is good thing. Ayun, ha? Actually, I agree. I agree with you. Parang, nung sinasabi mo kanina, it's very light. Yes. Really. Meron siyang mas underlying pa na tinatry na i-discuss. Yeah, which is, yun nga, um, the, not just the localities, pero, alam mo ba na kaming, ewan ko, sa household namin, ayaw na ayaw namin na tinatawag yung mga pulubi dito as bajaw. Kasi, oh. yung may mga bajawans na, yeah, bajaw sila, pero the reason why that they sing in the streets is because yun yung, kumbaga parang yun yung identity nila sa tribo. They're like musicians sa, sa tribo nila. So, ano mo yun, ikaw, kung pinalaki ka na tumugtog, ganyan, tapos wala kang ibang source of income, when you get to Manila, anong gagoy mo? Siyempre, magtutugtog ka na lang. Pang limos, yun yung, yung ibang ginagawa ng ibang bajaws. So, yun. So, kaya, tama, very ironic, pero most of those na nasa South, they hate it when you call them Luzoners. Ang weird, no? Parang, pero actually, I, I feel na nangyari lang yun nung may napunta sa Malacanang <laughs> four years ago. Pero before, hindi naman ganun kakilala yung ganung klaseng divide. So, it's good na this this one came out, or this film was yes. made kasi parang alam kasi ni Jay, yung isang uh, co-filmmaker, alam niya yung thinking ng mga manilenyos or ng mga taga-north sa mga taga-south, and alam niya rin yung tingin ng mga taga-south sa north. 
Ang galing kasi hindi mo maiisip na may bias siya na okay ito lang sa ano sa south to kami kami we're the real thing hindi wala siyang ganun eh parang this docu shows the both sides no mm-hmm. yes yes sabi ko important yung ano yung regional voices yung independent voice kasi uh-huh. this the mainstream uh, TV or the mainstream media hindi to kaya uh-huh. i-discuss ng ganun ka in depth eh Nasa layer lang tayo na hot, uh, it's about music, it's about dance, and doon nasa layer. Pero yeah. yung mga independent voice, ito yung deep dive, deep sa, sa kwento na akala mo lang, kanta lang to, wait up, mm. there's more. We have to empower independent voices. Yeah, that's why I always have to for independent voices. Ang pagkakwento ng pelikula ay hindi lang malalaking pangalan na dapat involved o malalaking kampanya. Malalaking. Mas lumalalim ang kwento kung mayroon personal na experiences yung gumagawa o yung nagkakwento. Mas lumalapit tayo din sa puso ng story. Mm-hmm. Tama. Tama. So, yes. Tama. <laughs> Any final thoughts about Budot the Chris? So, supportahan natin siya sa pili ko na pilipino. Tama sinabi ni Jen. Tama ba, Jen? Sabi mo sa pista. Ah, yes. Nasa pilipi siya. Oh. Alam niya. I think libre siya, no? Libre ba siya? No, no. Oh, by the way, teka pa ba tayo? Sana naman ay pagkakulikula. Sana, sana nga. Sana nga. Yes. Ay, ano pala, before we close, pwede ko mabasahin yun sa Twitter. May ganun tayo eh. Oh, sige, sige. Sige, mga listeners. By the way, Brian, ano, since it's your first time, ano pala, may five listeners pala kami. Kapit yung five. Five listeners, one viewer ng YouTube namin. Asa pinaposin sa YouTube. Okay. Anyway, Anyway, sa Twitter, ayan, sabi niya, from Migs at Miggy Burr, di ko napanood lahat. Sana pwedeng balikan yung ibang pelikula. Anyway, ang ganda ng festival na ito, lahat may bagong gustong sabihin at ipanglaban. Timely din dahil sa panahon ngayon, kalamak ang oppression at kailangan natin ito malaman. Binigyan ng dang docu ang boses ng tao. From Miggy Burr. Yes! Yes! So yun, isa lang. Kaysa lang sa listening to us. Yes! Thank you for supporting us. Nag-iisa lang yung nag-reply sa tweet na. Hopefully in the future, no, bumalik ang daang doki in some form. Yes. In another edition. More curated <laughs> films. An online format is fine. Hopefully, uh-huh. sana mag- mawala na yung virus para pwede na tayo mag-sine ulit. Pero, thoughts and prayers para doon. Thoughts and prayers. Tama. So, yun. Um, by the way, I want to congratulate Brian kasi di ba yung mo yata sa short film ay na-accept, di ba? Yung Tribeca ba yun? Wow! Oh, wow! Na-accept siya? Tribeca ba? Tribeca. Ayan, nag-Tribeca siya. Yes! Uh, Minagawa kasi yung documentary ngayon is about migration and stateless ng mga Pilipino. It's a border story sa between say sa Malaysia yun hopefully sana mapalabas po siya sa Pilipinas wait matapos ko muna pala sa <laughs> mapalabas oh, kasi may pandemya pa tapos naman to invite you sir na panood din siya ayun hoping na no, na matapos namin kasi ang daming issue ngayon may hirap mag true yeah. true true inawa kami ng inawa kami ng support from Tribeca oh. I mean to develop the story yun 
Mm-mm. Ay, ito ba yung ano, The Invisibles? Yes. Oh, ah, okay. Congratulations. Congrats. Yeah. Wow. Congrats. Thank you, Ryan. Thank All you. the best. All the best. Sabi so, so, nag-enjoy ako oh. dito sa usap. Wow. Ay, mo kami yan. Oh, yes. Pag yung film mo, yan, napanood namin. You're welcome to come. <laughs> Sige. Yes. <laughs> Kung gusto mo sure. makipagsikahan ano about anything, tawag. Sure. Okay. Tama. Doki lang kaya ko eh. Okay lang, okay lang. <laughs> Zoom party, yes. Zoom party. Zoom. Galing naman. You're joined by ano din pala, si Joanna Arong. Joanna Arong. Si... Yes. Si... Uh, uh, si... Ma... Ah, uh, Shirin Bahan Bandani. Shirin Bahan is about Marawi Juan. Yes. About ano, one, 116B University yeah. Avenue, oh. Rangoon. And then... It's about the Myanmar. Myanmar. Ah, sa Myanmar. Okay. Si Grace din. She also yeah. sent in a, an interview. Grace naman is yung... Married to the Underground. Kay Ka-Arman. Ooh. About communism. Galing yun man. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Part sila ng Docs by the Sea. Yeah. Funding ninyo. Tumatagas ni Malay. Yes, nakikinig ko kayo. Yan ang hope, no? Yan ang hope. Sana more film festivals. Yes. Sana ang dami. Parang good start na rin siya for us. For documentary. Sinasabi ko nga lagi, documentary is important. Parang ano siya eh. Parang siyang... Isili mo yung bahay mo kung wala kang photo album sa pamilya mo. Paano mo i-reflect? Paano mo makapag-reflect? Paano mo makapag-reflect? Ilang. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> okay. So, I guess that ends our episode for today. Um, Brian, thank okay. you so much for joining. Thank, thank you, so Brian. Brian. Thank you very uh, much. Sobrang nag-enjoy ako. Kung gusto mo na mag-talk so, so. about films, just message us. Let's Bye-bye. 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 That's it. That's the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. This would not be made possible without your support. And of course, with the help of Carbon Podcast Network's team, headed by Patricia Marie Ferrer, Network and Podcast Manager, Ellie Kiron Cole. Social Media Manager, Rowan Palomares. Business Development Team Lead, Lee Lirio. And from the creative side, Christina Lido and Andre Luis Castillo-Ibanez. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Third World Cinema Club.